This episode of How To Wrestling was requested by Jason Terranova, one of our lovely backers over at patreon.com forward slash Wrestling. And hey, even bigger than that, this episode of How To Wrestling was recorded live at the London Podcast Festival. Joe and I recently took to the stage for a third year in a row at the London Podcast Festival at King's Place in front of our biggest crowd yet. And I can't wait for you guys to check out the show. It was an absolute blast. Thank you everyone who made it there and everyone who got a chance to come out and see the show. And as well, thank for everyone who wished they could be there but sent us well wishes i hope you all get to enjoy this a little taste of what went down at the london podcast festival and hey if you want to support how to wrestling and help the podcast get made as well as get access to a whole load of extra content and goodies you can become our backer at patreon.com slash how to wrestling you can request an episode or even an impression a voiceover or a promo from myself and joe perfect for that birthday or christmas or anniversary gift that's on the horizon you can do this all and much more as well as sponsoring the show if you are interested and you've got a project a podcast a youtube series a website or a kickstarter that you want to plug let us know all that information is available a variety of rewards to suit a variety of needs over at patreon.com forward slash how to wrestling but don't forget at just a five dollar backing you'll get access to our entire back catalog of bonus episodes as well as all wwe and aew pay-per-views being reviewed as well as the how to revisited series a whole new episode about shane mcmahon dropped very recently as well as that or AEW All Out review and our upcoming Clash of Champions review all available from patreon.com slash wrestling. but enough from me for now let's take to the stage at the King's Place Theatre in front of a capacity crowd it's time for How To Wrestling Live 3 this is How To Music live number three please welcome to the stage my co-host my better half and the woman teaching you all about music and wrestling today miss joanna graham the world's first podcast detailing how to wrestling, how to get into wrestling, how to understand wrestling, and goodness knows maybe even how to enjoy wrestling. Uh, my name is Kevin. Hi, uh, I'm here to talk today about wrestling and music. And Joe, how are you feeling today about this episode, uh, which was requested by Jason Terranova? This, just so you know, if you request an episode and then it becomes a live show, uh, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> so, yeah. I am so excited to talk about music and wrestling today. Is everyone else excited? <laughs> music, wrestling, it's like the most important part of wrestling that's not wrestling. <laughs> now, I, I have a good authority from a, a few like big media names in wrestling that like literally their favorite parts of wrestling is just seeing the entrance, yeah. hearing the music, yeah. 
fast forward the match, then they like to hear the music <laughs> yeah. afterwards with the crowd going yay yeah, or boo. That's like. me, yeah. Uh, now, Joe, I know it's, uh, this is your third year at the London Podcast Festival. Is it really? Uh, it is. And, uh, and now the, I've noticed the more you learn about wrestling, the more you become dressed like a wrestling character. Yeah, I'm Stephanie McMahon this year, in case anyone can't tell. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get involved in a feud with Chris Jericho. You'll yeah. learn all about it someday. Okay. It'll be fine. So uh, our topic today is music. And I want to draw attention to our, uh, our fabulous uh, artwork for today. This was, uh, this was done by Dan Swan, our illustrator, and oh my god, it, it seems to have gotten all aspects of wrestling music here. Um, my favourite is Tajiri spewing mist from his little trumpet. <laughs> I love that. Dan came up with that himself, and I just think that's, that's beautiful. That's pure joy. I kind of feel if I meet Tajiri now, I want to give him a trumpet and see if yeah. he can <laughs> it, you know, give it an old whirl, if that's possible. So, Joe, our topic today is about music, yes. and I was kind of going to ask you, in the first instance, you know, for your viewing of wrestling from the past, past few years, what is it that's important about the music in wrestling? I think the music in wrestling is what makes wrestling such a unique media type in a way. Because like television, you've got music as a soundtrack, you've got diegetic and non-diegetic music, but wrestling is such like a such a formative part of the character that you play. And the wrong wrestling music that you have can really make or break a character. Yeah, now we've got a footage here that you've whipped together, which yes. I thought was meant to illustrate that point. No. But you just told me a minute before I walked on yes. stage that it's to illustrate a completely different point. Yes. <laughs> Bear with us. But so, yeah. I mean, you can tell the story of how the wrong wrestling music can make a character seem like a totally bad character and it just doesn't fit them at all whatsoever but that's not the point I wanted to make I wanted to improve Ryback's theme <laughs> which I mean is an easy job to do but no better means to do it than by giving him Lana's music so I think we've got a little bit of a footage of that Ash if you could roll that bean footage for us please and we can uh... <laughs> oh content warning eyes yeah, ooh, gooey eyes. Gross eyes, yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's going to do it. Oh. Now, I think Ryback's had some trials and tribulations in recent years. But we can only help but wonder, Joe, what would have happened to the career of young Ryback Ryan Reynolds here if he <laughs> if he had been given that music and I, that was his, his nom. I think it suits him way better. Like, I genuinely think it's great. It's an improvement. Is that just because it happened to sync up, like? No, it just works. It works really well. When, we were, when she was putting this together, she had found an old video of Ryback doing an entrance and it synced up perfectly. And then it was like, oh, I have to find better quality. Yeah. And then that synced up perfectly yeah. as well. So. No, it's just Ryback fits Lana's music. I don't think it suits Lana at all, but I think it suits Ryback to a T. Okay, I've got a, a question for you now. Um, when you were first uh, plunged headfirst into this uh, overwhelming world of wrestling, did you know the role that music played in it? No, and it's really interesting you say that because before I started watching wrestling, I didn't even know that wrestling had music. I assumed that there'd be like maybe some music to accompany promotional like video packages and stuff like that, but I didn't realize that wrestlers had entrance music. That was such a cool thing for me when I found that out. It's like so showmanship. So what did you think happened before? They just kind of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. There he is now. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that maybe there'd be one track that they just play for everyone. And it would be something organized by Triple H and it would be probably Motorhead. I mean, that, that did happen in WrestleMania 2000 on the Game Boy Color, but I think that was more to do with the limitations of the, of the console. Right, than, yes. An actual stylistic choice. 
What was your earliest wrestle music memory? Oh, that's tricky. I mean, like first time you think you it kind of clicked you that this was a huge part of it and it, it maybe impacted you in any way. I have a strong memory of seeing Bailey wrestle right in the early days of when I was watching NXT and her music coming out and like just is so uplifting and so upbeat and so family friendly and PG. And it just honestly it made me cry. I was just like, this is great. This is this is wrestling. This is what I've been missing out on my whole life. I mean, wrestling music for me when I was growing up was like such a he I was so obsessed with it. Like it was this little like part of wrestling that I just couldn't get enough of. Uh, anyone who was like like me who spent ages on their N64 hitting that C left button so they could hear the most condensed versions. <laughs> like, oh, is this Road Dogs entrance? <laughs> <laughs> So what was your favourite entrance music when you were growing up? Uh, it was the it was Vince McMahon's theme, no chance. But then when the corporate ministry oh. and they had an evil dark-sided goth Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> version with Shane McMahon going ha 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 ha, and that was totally my jam. But like you know, it, it extended to finally getting polyphonic ringtones when I was fourteen, and you know, insisting that I had Vince McMahon's ringtone on it, even though it didn't really sound quite like it and that extended to any kind of backyard days on, on the skill ground and stuff like that when anyone who ever played wrestling when they're between the ages of 10 and 15 that's that's perfectly normal and acceptable yeah. i don't know if everyone else here like me had theme songs for all their friends on the nokia <laughs> yeah. and now i was a fiery baby face i come out to that's heel music if i've ever heard it that's yeah. so heel oh no you think that's heel but then i turn my back on the people too <laughs> So, we've got quite a big thing ahead of us here to discuss at, at the start of the show. It's, it's, a, it's a loaded start of the show. We've got our f top five themes each in wrestling of all time and, ex and descriptions as which. Now, yes. if it so happens that your favourite song didn't appear on this list, that just means that it wasn't actually good and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> means you have bad opinions. Yeah, Joe, would you say you're an arbiter of good taste? Oh yeah, I am the arbiter of good taste. Oh, that's good to know, that's handy. So we get all of our kind of our taste confirmed yeah. here today. Now, exactly. Which is good. So, Joe, we're gonna alternate top five, okay? Uh, you obviously have maybe less broad an experience, less broad of a pool to dip into. Yeah, because I know there's all this history with like CFO and Jim Johnston, and most of the wrestling themes I'm familiar with are CFO. Is that how you pronounce his name? I don't know, I think it's two people. Oh, is it? I think it's CFOs, because that, that dollar sign's actually a plural. I think. Right, oh my God, I didn't even know also, that. also, I found out this morning, they don't even work for the company anymore, apparently. Really? Yeah, apparently they don't. Huh. I, it's kind of a bit muddy and confused, but anyway. What is your number five theme? Right. And I'll hit you with my number five. For my most favorite or least favorite? We're going with most favorite. Most first favorite. Here. Okay, my number five for most favorite wrestling themes. So this is officially the best wrestling themes, the five best. I'm starting off with Pomp and Circumstance. It's Macho Man's entrance music. Yeah, okay. It's one of the best. Oh yeah. Macho Beautiful. Why is it so beautiful? Right, so the reason I love it so much is because it makes him feel like wrestling royalty and he's the macho king. That's true. Right? And I asked you the other day, why is he a king? He just decided that he was 
he, he transcended being a macho man and ascended to the throne of macho madness. And I mean, who was Queen Sherry going to hang around with a man? No. <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. So I just, I, I love it. And it makes him feel like wrestling royalty. It makes him seem so important. And I love when classical music is used as entrance themes. Mm. I think it's like the best genre to use. If yeah. you're not going to create something from scratch, classical music is the way to go. Yeah, now 2006 would say, mm, rap metal though. <laughs> uh, tempting, yes. Yeah, lots to go with there. Okay, we're going to have my number five theme right now. And I'll need people to back me up here, okay? Because I am very, very culturally smart and know, know a lot about music and things like that. I, I can play the kazoo. Uh, my number five entrance music, I think it speaks for itself. Ash, if you don't mind, please. Uh, this is my fifth favorite. <laughs> and now listen, listen, Philistine, listen. Oh, what's that? Is that a bass line? Yes, because you paid attention. Congratulations, you got the song. Now, I was listening to this the other day. Are you, are you all right, Joe? Is that car alarm? <laughs> yeah, will the owner of a white Buick please go out and take his place? Car parking. Uh, what it's like is in SpongeBob, they say when you become an adult, two things happen. You grow sideburns, and you gain the appreciation for interpretive jabs. <laughs> so if you're not understanding this, you're not going in your sideburns yet. You've got to stroke them so and really pay attention. Whose theme is that? That's the right to censor. Oh, that's the right to censor. Yeah, so, oh, okay, I love it. And that's, that's it. So people are like, ooh, boo, I hate right to censor. Much like people are like, ooh, boo, I hate their music. Don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> no, because it, genuinely, it does the job it's meant to do. It's supposed to be horrible. Their whole gimmick was that they are censoring the media of wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and we've not done how to write to censor. Well, I don't that know if that's would be coming up. <laughs> oh yes, please. But it does the job. It's supposed to be horrible. Yeah. It, it's horrible. Okay. Uh, I, it is still my fifth favourite. Okay. Just so we know. I'm sorry for causing offence. Uh, all right, let's go with number four for you then, Joe. Okay, well, this is a little test for the audience because this next one is also Sprack Zarathustra Op 30. Now, who can tell me whose entrance that is? Oh, Boom! Nerds. Did someone boo? <laughs> Did someone boo recognising the Of Charlotte having it as a kind of remix version for her music. Yeah, that's the, uh, the Manchester remix. I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> but I genuinely think this is one of the greatest pieces of music ever written, and I think it's so perfectly fitting that Ric Flair, one of the greatest wrestlers who ever existed, should have it as his music. It seems so iconic and fitting. Now this is what I'm really interested to know. When you hear this music, do you imagine old Ric Flair, full of grandeur, or yeah. do you imagine? young cocaine mullet Ric Flair. Yeah, that one. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good to know. Wrestling for an hour, that's what I imagine. <laughs> okay, uh, my number four theme, uh, this one is a very, very special one, near and dear to my heart, because I think it's one of the greatest instances of lyrics in wrestling music ever. Uh, if you don't mind, Ash, let's hear a little bit of the fabulous Rougeaux. <laughs> uh, rice? The beat is tight. It's watertight. <laughs> na, 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 na. 
From Montreal to Memphis, parlez vous Francais? The Rougeau's on their way. They've got a lyric in this. This just gets across their gimmick so perfectly, which is, we don't like heavy metal, we don't like rock and roll, all that we listen to is Barry Manilow. <laughs> and that's just great. Are they genuinely I, the lyrics? What's that? Are they genuinely the lyrics? Those are genuinely the lyrics. That's amazing. <laughs> my mum would love that. It's good, because then like Carlton could watch wrestling and be like, these are my boys. Yeah. <laughs> I like these guys. I like the cut of their chip. Okay, we're heading on to right. number three best theme all time for you, Joe. So for me, this is Destroyer for Samoa Joe. Oh, that's a beauty right there. That's the noise I make when I wake up in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, this was a, an early fave of yours. Yes. Uh, actually, if I do recall, this was uh, your wake-up playlist. Thing. Yeah! <laughs> and it's, there was all these like, high-energy themes like Apollo, Apollo Crews. Apollo yeah, he was on there. So why Joe? Right, so this music to me is something very, very special. It's the audio version of an optical illusion, where if you listen to it and he's a face, you're like, well, it's music for a face. It could never be for someone who is a heel. And you listen to it when he's a heel, and it's like, well, it's for a heel. It could never be for someone who's a face. <laughs> but no, it's the same music, and it's both. <laughs> what kind of music is that effective at playing both heel and face? I think the actual Godzilla thing, because sometimes Godzilla is a heel and sometimes he's a face. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, going on to number three now. This is probably one of my uh, all-time favorite modern themes. And I was struggling whether or not to include this on my list, but then I remember when I first met Adam Bibelow from the IJR podcast in, in a drunken stupor, we, we agreed this was the greatest music of all time. Uh, if you don't mind, please, Ash, number three, a little bit. There we go. Why do the worst people have the nicest themes, you know? There's a cow! <laughs> song in wrestling that's got both it's a bell and a cow in it. <laughs> what you, you what is so this? I only heard like a split second of it and then you said there's a cow. <laughs> uh, this is man towards the... No, this is... <laughs> this is for JBL. Oh, God, no, I hate it. <laughs> um, so he was... Uh, before a liberal consensus bills here and I get attacked on stage, uh, I like it because... He's an evil Texan Wall Street guy. The music gets that across, but also gets across that in his mind, he's not a horrible person. In his mind, he's this big, like, adventuring Texan Wild West hero coming out on a white horse. It reflects his complete lack of sense of awareness of himself. It seems very video game music, like circa 2004, like yeah. RPG. Yeah, like the tutorial on a really fun, like, yeah. platformer. Adam said it to me when he first met me that this sounded like the music, like if you're going on a log flume ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, accurate, oh, you yeah. had a great time on Banjo <laughs> Man! <laughs> All right, well, we're heading down the line here now, Joe. Yep. Uh, number two. Number two is Shadows of a Setting Sun for Shinsuke Nakamura. Ah, of course. Oh! Oh, and this is, is this the heel version? Yes, the heel version. Sounds <laughs> Oh, I'm getting hyped. Now, the original version of this song I know yeah. was, was an ultimate banger. Yeah, that was on my wake up playlist too. Oh, I see. 
Now, is, this is better. Why is it better? Like Japanese rap makes it better. Yeah, Japanese rap is so cool. <laughs> if anyone has any recommendations for more Japanese rap, I cannot get enough of it. I just love it. It sounds just the best. And this music is like the best thing to listen to when you're really angry. If you've had a bad day, put this on. Just like scream into a pillow. It's oh, it's better than therapy. You just want to low blow the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I did have the lyrics which I found, but I left them on my phone in the green room. But I'm pretty sure the lyrics are, I will hit you in the dick, yes in the dick. Oh my dick. god, really? <laughs> no, it, actually, if you read it, it seems like quite like a, a, a liberal takedown of, uh, of, of, of capitalism. It seems really? Like, it seems like it could be a bit of like a calling cry for a next election. Like, so why don't we co-op Shinsuke's theme for, uh, for the impending election? I love it even more now. Okay, number two, and it was very hard not to make number one. But all throughout my childhood, this this was the theme song of my created wrestling character, Kevin Devil. He, <laughs> he was seven foot eleven, so he was a bad piece of work, let me tell you. Uh, so, if you don't mind, please. Yay. Yay. Wait for it, Joe. The beat's gonna drop. Wait it now. There we go. Joe, okay. I can actually help you. If you just hold this and bop around a little bit, it'll actually be a lot better. It's chalice music, guys. It's what it is, you know? It's better, isn't it? Like, this is a reference I do not understand. Just, it's, it's, it's a good time when you've got that... Uh, when you've got that Feels good to hold. Yeah. So this was the music of Gangrel. You can, it's okay, you can put it down gently. I don't feel powerful enough to hold it. You, you're not a vampire. It's a great bud. You, you, don't, you don't follow the Gothic lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> Um, so Gangrel was a, was a wrestling vampire. Of course. Were you aware that there was a wrestling vampire? Uh, is this part of the brood? The brood, yeah. Right, yes, okay. I was aware of the red viscous liquid oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of chat about red viscous yeah. liquid in our Vince Reese episode, surprisingly. But um, yeah, the, 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 the wrestling vampire Gangrel he used to come out to this music, bopping along, having a great old time. He'd drink his, his big glass of blood supper and then he'd spit it out. <laughs> now, the best story I've yet heard about Gangrel doing this is that you know he, he always got a big pop for it because it's a you know, Vampire drinking blood, everyone loves that. He was in Madison Square Garden for a house show and he came out dancing around and he's like, wow, the crowd really into me here tonight. And he starts drinking the, uh, the, the red viscous liquid and he, you know, spills some on his shirt and he's a big spit of it. Everyone's like, yeah, Gangrel's the fucking man. And he's like, whoa, they're really into it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go again, give him a double dip. And he went back and he did even bigger spray. I'm like, yeah, Gangrel, you're the best, oh my God. I only didn't realize that he'd accidentally this whole time been spewing blood on special guest Donald Trump. In the oh my God. <laughs> Now, while wrestling may never come to terms with giving Trump a platform and giving him lots of exposure, at least wrestling also sent a vampire to spit on him, so <laughs> we can live with ourselves a little bit. Right, so, Joe, number two. Diddly number two. one. Oh, number one for you now, of course. Number one. Okay, and this is the all-time greatest wrestling entrance music ever written. The definitive answer, okay? Okay, here we go. It's metal, it's Kurt Angle. Oh my god. I feel patriotic, I'm not even from America. England! England! Oh, now the crowd's really split like. What, what is it about Kurt's theme? It's an early favourite. Oh, it's just so triumphant, isn't yeah. it? It's just the best music to listen to generally, and it makes you feel like a legitimate Olympic hero to like put it on. <laughs> That's in my early wake-up music as well. Honestly, if you want to get yourself up in the best mood of the day, 
put on this music and get out of bed and it's just, oh, it's just so good. I just listen to it all the time. I love it. When you hear this music, do you think of a particular version of Kurt Angle? Because that's one which, this music again is one of those weird ones. It's perfect for a good guy, perfect for a bad guy. And seeing as this wasn't written for Kurt, this is just stock music that they had. I think Sergeant Slaughter even used it at one point. Really? Yeah, and the Patriot used it as well. Oh, so for me, it's always going to be Kurt Angle in a tiny cowboy hat. Always. <laughs> <laughs> when you put the hat on, that music just started. Yeah. Okay, I feel like this is a, for my top theme now, that this is this is subjective, I guess, you know, and, and I will tip my cap to you and say that that possibly is the greatest wrestling it music is. of all time. But, but I want an argument to be made for the simply ravishing theme of Rick Rude in WCW, please. If you don't mind, Ash, give us a little taste of that. <laughs> kind of music that you just can't help yourself slowly begin to turn Ooh, Take it off! You know, you know? It's, it's very, very good. Sexy. Because it's a <laughs> I have been singing this song in my head yeah. for the last month in the preparation wow. for this live show. And it's stuck. It's stuck so much now that I've even invented fun new lyrics. So I've walked in the house going, his body's chiseled, abs all in a row. You'd think he was sculpted by Adam Bibelow. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. I think it's the greatest theme ever for a very, very sexy man in Rick Rouge. <laughs> yes, he is. So, shall we move into the badge? The dark times. Let's move into the bad. You had uh, more difficulty coming up with bad things I than good did. things. I did. I like all wrestling music. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> like, even a lot of the bad wrestling themes, I'm like, well, it's for a shit wrestler, so it works. It suits them. <laughs> and so brings me to my first point. Yeah, all I'll say is that our, our, our uh, guy Ash over here is doing our audio and video. He caught a glimpse of your list and he's like, whoa. I know, I'm sorry, it's controversial. It's really controversial and I might get tomatoes thrown at me for a couple of these. You know, no one's brought any, it's fine. Ha. <laughs> Thanks, Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, it's going to be meat on the table, it's Ryback. Oh. I eat positivity, I shit negativity. Now you had to see Ryback wrestle for a wee bit at the start of our, of our pay-per-view reviews. A little bit, yeah. And was this music something that made your skin crawl? What was it about it? It just makes no sense. What, why are you feeding him? What are you feeding him? Why is he so hungry all the time? Oh, what, what are you feeding him? I have many questions all about the whole idea of feeding Ryback. Ryback wants more wrestlers to be fed to him. Like, a, is a cannibal? <laughs> God, you know now. Uh, maybe that's why he was released. He was eating too many of the roster, <laughs> you know? But he is an insatiable hunger right. for more wrestlers. And that was alright when he was always winning, but once he started losing, he's like, feed me more. It's like when you're at the Toby Carver and you got all these plates around. <laughs> nah, you don't need more. You're, you're done. Like. You, got, you got beat by that roast brisket. Like, you know? um, alright, my fifth worst theme. And I am so, so, so sorry about all of these. These are aggressively terrible. Uh, everyone loves at the moment, riding high, uh, except if you're an animal welfare enthusiast like myself. Cody Rhodes, a very well-renowned wrestler. Uh, as long as you're not his dog and he'll put you in front of a mortar and an explosion. Come on, Pharaoh, let's go and find the actual Pharaoh. What? Leave 
the poor dog alone. Um, but this is for the Rhodes family mashup when they join together in WWE. Sometimes two things don't mix. Uh, there's like a song happening here. Listen. It's like there's a song trying to remind another song that it's meant to be this song instead. <laughs> you know? Jim Johnson's gone off doing Gold Lost and there's someone going... See, this is why I'm no good at this. I liked that. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought it was good. They're not meant to hate Cody. It's just us who love animals now. <laughs> uh, Alright, your number four. Right. Thing. Yeah, my number four. Oh, this was so hard because I actually like this piece of music. I just don't think it suits the rest that it was given to, which is for the best then because it was changed. This is taking it back. It's Samoa Joe's entrance music. Oh, so Joe's on both lists. He's okay. on both. Good start. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, have you made a mistake? <laughs> it's meant to be Samoa Joe's music. What's this? This is the herbs. This is the... <laughs> this is wrong. I genuinely like this music, though. Like, I do. I really like it. This feels like CFOs didn't finish their homework. If you're going to love it, Joe, you're going to love it. Really? Let's hear it. Da, 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 da. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. You forgot the rest of it to rush it in like. Do you really hate it? It is. I remember seeing Joe walking out to this. Oh, yeah. Know? It's wrong for Joe. You're mortified. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. Uh, that is, I'll accept that's a... That's a, a difficult music to uh, to reconcile with the character of Samoa Joe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number four music. This is really bad, and this is gonna maybe push your claim that all wrestling music, even if it sounds horrible, if it's suitable for the character, this is very suitable for the character, but very unpleasant on the ears. Uh, this is Bastion Booger. Motion sickness, the song. <laughs> yeah, the beat's tight. Don't you nod your head? Come on. I girl. like it. You like it? I like it. <laughs> it okay. sounds like someone locked in a dungeon hitting a pipe. <laughs> right, if you like it, what's your favourite bit of it then? <laughs> the bit where they hit the pipe. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, number three, Joe. Number three. Again, I like this music. I genuinely cannot say this is like bad entrance music. Mm. It suits the wrestler. It's a banger. But I have some issues with the lyrics. And we're going to talk more about this later. But for now, let's just say it's My Time Is Now. It's John Cena. Ooh. I mean, everyone's familiar with this theme. <laughs> <laughs> Could you have the Doctor of Thugonomics and this song? Sorry, it's just a banger. Okay. My issue you will have just heard. He rhymes now with now. Oh. Four times! Four times! Four times! You can get away with that, what? Three times? Once! <laughs> Uh, 
so this is the and this is the reason as well that John wrote that, didn't he? So he <laughs> did, and he rapped it. You know, the book stops there with him. But that's not even the worst lyrics. I'm not going to spoil it. We're going to talk about wrong wrestling, bad wrestling lyrics later. But the, oh, there's some really bad ones in this track. It's bad. Okay, interesting. So because the people, this is one which everyone just is too busy screaming John Cena sucks or yeah. whatever to actually pay. Like there's a lot of themes where you think you've heard them so much you would know the, the lyrics off by heart. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I imagine most people would struggle to do more than stanza one of uh, oh, yeah. John Cena. I know there's a bit where he goes, in any the never, I go to the weather, the better, the better. Apparently John Cena knows the whole rap off by heart and he can just do it at the drop of a hat. He knows Chinese as well. That's though, true, right? he's a freak. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on to my number three music and you're gonna ask yourself, how could two other songs be worse than this song, which is, the literal sound of a flushing toilet. It's T.L. Hopper! I like this. Do you ever T.L. from year one? The evil plumber? Oh, cool. Yeah. This is appropriate. I mean, I am coming around to a bit now that I know this is a, an evil synth. Like if John Carpenter did a yeah. about evil plumbers. But I think this is just further proof that Vincent Mann hates the working class because he makes the, the working man, the plumber, a nasty ale. Like, that's a great, if my toilet flushed like that, I'd be pretty happy about that. <laughs> that's good drainage. That's yeah, high power pressure. Yeah. All right, Joe, we're on to your uh, second favorite theme now. This is the one Second's least favorite Least theme. favorite. And this is the one I was dreading saying because I'm worried I'm going to make some serious enemies in this room when I say this one. Really? Really? Okay. I'm worried I'm going to get death threats. Oh, death threats. Is there, is there like, uh, what's the words? Is, is this like kind of, have you got reason to believe that there yes, could be life? Yes, I, I do. Um, because you got death threats mm. when you criticised this once oh, on the yeah. Attitude Era podcast. So this is, oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. They're getting their coat already. Like, I know. <laughs> it's the game. It's Triple H. <laughs> 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 What's so funny though, you know? Now, it, it, do you think it fits Triple H? Does it does. It, okay, it does so fit him. Is this an extension of you not liking Triple H? Or? <laughs> I just think that Motorhead sound, especially in this song, like a bunch of elderly men. <laughs> like, they're very old, very senile, and the lyrics are really bad. Play the game, you're gonna be the same. You're gonna change your name. You're gonna die in flames. Grandpa! <laughs> are you okay, Grandpa? Do we need to come check on you in the nursing home? Yeah, this is him like at, at the Christmas dinner table. Let me tell you about Brexit. You're gonna play this game, you're gonna change die your in name. Room. You're gonna change your name, and you're gonna be the same. Um, now, this is a song that I reckoned I know all the lyrics of because yes. I've heard it so many times. So, try to play the game, try to play the game. But you have to do it as an old man. Come on. <laughs> it's all about the game. <laughs> now you play it, it's all about control. And if you can take it, it's all about depth. And if you can play it, it's all about pain. And who's going to make it? I am the game. You don't want to play me? I am control. No way you can shake me. I am your dad. <laughs> heavy debts. Oh, I am heavy debts. The way you can pay me? I am the pain that I know you can't pay me. Look over your shoulder, Age Run, like you've just been got Like a Cleveland a... Fife. Like a what? Exactly. The <laughs> lyrics are bad. Sorry, say that again. Like Look a over Cle your shoulder, Age Run. Like a Cleveland Fife. 
A Cleveland Thife? Yeah, I don't know what a Thife is. Have you ever heard that before? Isn't that just thief spelled like Yes. A Cleveland Thief. What's he talking mess about the good people of Cleveland? But then he says, like a Cleveland Thife from a smoking gun. I don't know, that seems to me. I have to change my name and die in vain. It's going to be the same. He is the game and he makes the rules, so I guess it's... So come over here and you can die like a fool. Boom! S rank. We're on to my second worst theme of all time. And... I think people have guessed at least what one of them is going to be, I think, some folks here. This is a, an absolute horrendous mashup. This is, and this was played at a WrestleMania in Madison Square Garden. So this is an unholy, bad concoction. Rob Van Dam, Booker T, water and fucking oil this is. I haven't even got to the bad bit yet. You're already wincing. Like I don't like it. <laughs> listen, it pops in now, man. Listen. <laughs> so it's just I don't like it. <laughs> this is what it's like if you put off something you're really, really, really meant to do. And you put it off for ages and ages and ages and ages and ages. And then you get up on the day you're meant to do that thing. And you think, I'm going to get up and have some breakfast. you got to do the thing now. Yeah, it's such an invasive thought as a song. It's horrible. <laughs> now, worst theme of all time. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to disagree with my, my pick. Because okay. it is the worst theme of all time. It's Welcome to the Queendom. It's Stephanie McMahon. Oh. <laughs> oh. This is a, a, a disgusting song. You know what I actually noticed about it, though? Do you think the fact that they say, instead of saying the queendom, they say the queendom? Are they trying to imply that she's like the head dominatrix? Maybe. <laughs> she has got that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, I noticed they said that they were the same cadence, like the head vampire. Like, if you kill the head dominatrix, all the dominatrixes in the world go away. <laughs> Don't worry, that's not what I'm saying, like. But interesting that. Uh, we talked about that in the, the Stephanie McMahon episode. Yes, I just hate her music. Her music is always bad, because she had that one, I'm All Grown Up, as well, and that was bad, too. Yeah. She's just as cursed to have bad music. And never forget the fact that in this song she refers to herself as a funky mama Cita. <laughs> I think actually more at peace with Vince McMahon calling himself that. Okay, <laughs> you know? worst theme of all time in my considered opinion from TNA. And Joe, this is like an alarm clock, but you never want to wake up to it. This is Rob Van Dam I like it. Show. <laughs> Look at you bopping around as if there's a tune to be bopping to. There is! 
Now, keep in mind, I've revealed to you that Rob Van Damme's old theme song at ECW was Walk by Pantera. Oh, I know, that was so good. Great song. Oh, can't even imagine how fun that must have been to see him walk out to that music. Uh, as unfun as it is to hear him walk out to this, like, uh, <laughs> maybe Tragedy. not want to see him. And now, We've reached a little kind of a, a point here. We've went through our top five themes and our bottom five themes, and we've been spending the last month or so on Twitter at House Wrestling, really trying to delve into what people think and mass opinion and what's great music. And a lot of the same ones kind of come up over and over again and all that, and, you know, iconic themes will always be iconic themes. There was one, though, where the whole fan base, you literally split a line right down the middle. Yeah. And I don't know where I stand about this right now, because this song, we're going to play a little bit for you. This is Just Look At Me. For Rob Conway. <laughs> Just look at me. <laughs> Buffing along. I think this is like the Nicolas Cage of wrestling things. The more you discuss it, the less clear it is. Yeah, I mean, I I like it, but not as wrestling entrance music. It's like a good piece of music. I'm sorry if anyone hates it, but I think it's like a, a bopper. Yeah. But it's just, I can't imagine anyone walking to it. Like, how do you walk to that music? I mean, Rob gave it a whirl, and I'll, I'll give him that, like, you know? He, he walked with all the, the assurance of a man who was certainly making his way to the ring, like. Um, but we did some important research around yeah. this, because we wanted to decide definitively, is it good wrestling music or bad wrestling music? Is it the worst, or is it not the worst? So we took to Twitter, and we asked you all, you fans, what you thought of Rob Conway, Just Look At Me. Is it Just Look At Me? Yep, Just Look At Me. And we asked you, is it the worst or is it not the worst? And so I think we have the results. If we can see a picture here, the definitive answer. <laughs> there we go then. Okay, we have to do it here. Hands up. Red peppers if it's... <laughs> Hands up if you think Rob Conway's music is worst theme of all time. Oh. Wow, okay. So these are our fans at the top. Yeah, and they are not our fans. <laughs> That's good. That's really helped. We need to get rid of those people, really. Like, you know, terrible taste they have. Um, so we did a little bit of a research looking into the, the history of wrestling music. And so many people have laid claim to being the first ever to use wrestling music when you came to the ring. Because it was years and years and years where there was, like, no real music. You just came out to the ring and you were already in the ring at the start of the match. The earliest example I could actually find people always citing is Gorgeous George. It was someone we're actually going to be doing an episode on, which is going to be really, really interesting to, to actually look into that whole world of black and white wrestling. So that would have been like, a, like the 40s, 50s type of time. But I actually found there was someone earlier called Mildred Burke. And she was actually the first person a to woman. do it. A woman. Innovator. Know, I know. Forgotten about by wrestling historians. What a surprise. <laughs> what? Who thought? But uh, the first to do it in the WWE, it was actually Sergeant Slaughter. He used to come out to the Marines hymn. This is when it was the WWWF and Vince's dad owned it. 
So he came out to the. Wow. Which is a banger. That is song. great music, yeah. As, as far as, like, you know, military anthems go. Like, Start you know. with a high. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, in the 80s, you had a big explosion. The fabulous Freebirds, they recorded their own song with Michael Hayes and went around telling people the last 30 years of history didn't happen and they were the first to use wrestling music. They absolutely weren't. Well, Michael Hayes was the first person to release a song in wrestling about how children should be allowed to pray in school. So he has that accolade, I guess. Yay. And of course, a huge thing, there was a big part of early wrestling in WWF even, where there wasn't music. And the big kind of moment that really kind of changed it, I think, was the fact that, you know, we talked in our Vince episode in WrestleMania, and even our first episode, MTV getting involved in, in wrestling. That meant that there was a lot of, you know, a lot of music kind of coming into wrestling, and they wanted to seem hip and rock and roll. So they came out to, to music. And then I'd say by like 85, 86, it was the norm. Everyone had music. It's so strange to imagine wrestling without music. It would seem such a vacant thing without it. I think there's only one time I actually like when there's no music in wrestling. And that's when Andre the Giant comes out at WrestleMania 3. Because it's just like silence and people you just hear people booing him and him very slowly coming out. Does he not have wrestling music? He didn't in his time. Really? That's iconic in its own way. Yeah, and there's been a lot of wrestlers who've had, you know, no music as their gimmick, including Tommaso Ciampa and your favourite wrestler, Dolph Ziggler. Uh. (laughs) Oh. No, Dolph, not like that. Uh, now, outside music and wrestling is obviously a really interesting one. Do you yeah. remember ECW, what they used to do with their old uh, music? Oh, just nick it. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how he got away with doing it? Just nicked it and then lied about it, probably. Have lawyers as parents always. That helps. One, you know? uh, no, what he would do is he would play the music through the same channel in the audio as the crowd. Oh, so that's he would clever. argue that it was you couldn't make it out. Oh. So once they got to, to, to TV and then it was a bit more exposed, they had to kind of work a little bit harder to cover that <laughs> up. But yeah, interesting that. Are there any instances of outside music in wrestling that you've really enjoyed or you've, you've seen so far? Oh yeah, like one off the top of my head, Bray Wyatt found his own entrance music back when he was with the Wyatts. And he came out to Mark Crosner, I think it was, Broken Out in Love, which oh, is yeah. a great piece of music. It's what do you think banger. of the new themed version? Oh, I love it, but... I would I would have it different in my in my ideal world. I'd have yeah. it like screamo, like Slipknot or something. <laughs> That's the only time I'll ever say more Slipknot in wrestling because there's a lot of it. Ears are pricking up. <laughs> like, you know. Yes, please. Scheduled for the next 26 takeovers, pal. <laughs> I think one of the best instances of using outside music in wrestling, and we tweeted about this um, a couple of weeks ago, was Kenny Omega using the Undertale music mm. in Wrestle Kingdom 13. Oh, and he had a sprite entrance graphic as well to like, show him coming out to the ring and on a little adventure, and it was so well done. It's a real subtle way for a wrestler to kind of turn and say, hey, that thing you like, I like it too. So, I mean, that like that for me was one of the most humanizing moments for Kenny Omega ever, like, you know? And I think the Sandman coming out to Metallica has to go down as like literally just like, it's well, iconic. it is. It's I, I would argue that it's probably one of the most iconic themes in yeah. wrestling. Like. No, it is, definitely. And it's simply because everyone who was in that ECW building liked that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did have a little look at the pretty shonky, quite frankly, and hidden away under several layers in the network. It did not want to play or be found. But the Jim Johnson documentary from yes. WWE. Uh, what were your thoughts on, the, on Jim Johnson? He's not Jim Johnson, though, is he? Jim Johnston. Yeah, who, did anyone know that? It's got tea in there. Don't worry, no one in WWE knows either. Yeah. They interviewed like 10, 15 people and every single one was like, yeah, Jim Johnson. Yeah. 
So, like, he spent a lot of time in the dock talking about, like, kind of his uh, his process, some more than others, some songs. Were there any kind of highlights for you when he was explaining it? I mean, they played a bit of Fandango's music. I've not gotten to see a lot of Fandango's music because he doesn't really wrestle much these days, which is a shame. Well, he's over in NXT now with, with Breezango again, I guess. That's so. a good thing. I'm happy for him with that. Yeah. But I couldn't help but feel that his music was very much like in The Sims when you're placing <laughs> furniture <laughs> mode. It's like the Wii Shopping Channel music. Yeah. That comes out too. Now, what was alarming for me to try to explain to Joe, and I think people in the room are going to feel like this is a lifetime ago, 2013. Fandango's theme got to number two on the iTunes what? chart here in the UK. Are you serious? Hands up if you were part of that grassroots movement. Yeah! A round of applause, please, for you guys. You Thank know, you. Back when that was the most pressing matter at hand. That's all to deal with. No, no, guys, there's no way we're letting it get to number three. You can't slip down. That's just wrong, you know. That's the worst thing. <laughs> Um, I really liked his talking about the gold of Sentry's music as well. That's oh, yeah, beat. it's such a great piece of music. But it is very RPG from early 2000s, like RuneScape in the Wilds. <laughs> Who played RuneScape ever? Or is that just me? I'm showing my age. <laughs> I mean, I'm older than you and I've not played RuneScape. Oh. So. <laughs> uh, you had a particular affinity for a theme I really didn't think that you would pick up at all. And keep in mind, we all know now, this is the man who yesterday said that he needs to get assault rifles so he could form a militia at the drop of a hat. He is a bad man. You, you like Rodus Clay's music. Yeah, you've ruined it for me now. But they interviewed Jim Johnson about it. He was like, yeah, I just came up with this track. It was like, somebody call my mama, yeah. Um, I don't know why I wrote it or what it means. <laughs> I need to call your mother, Jim. Like. Are you okay, Jim? <laughs> and like they showed him in the bit though from WrestleMania 28, I think it was, when all the mamas come out. It's like, hey, yeah. we're gonna call our mothers, like. It's so wholesome. Got it a lifetime ago again, it feels like. Uh, I did like also in the documentary that they showed um, him hating Lil Kim. Uh, Lil Kim, uh, yes. who did Trish Stratus' entrance music. Which is so cool. I've only found out about that the other day, and that was really mind-blowing for me that someone like Lil Kim did Trish's music. I think they, like, they were friends. They were in contact, and that's how they got set up. Right. Do, you, do you like Trish's theme? No. Because I, the fact that it's got these like kind of like nursery rhyme, like bling 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 bling, those little toy xylophones. Yeah, it's not not for me, but it's like a kindergarten but class. But it's Kim. It. it is Lil Kim, yeah. But what's she do to a Jim Johnson? That basically when he's talking about Lil Kim, you think he'd be all starstruck, and he's just there like all ornery, kicking his foot around, like really pissed off. So he had these like really fancy like cherry maple wood flooring or something in his studio. A lot of studios have these like really fancy hardwood floors, and Lil Kim came in in these really tiny little stilettos and like did this all over them and now his studio floor is full of holes Unbelievable. so basically we can confirm now for those of you who are wondering Lil Kim does not respect wood no uh, so think that next time you're hitting the download button on iTunes you know uh, I liked as well when they were talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme that he's like yeah the glass smash at the start was a very long process to get to the glass smash uh, it ended up being and I quote Three glass smashes concurrently wow. mixed in with an explosion and a car crash. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's what happens when Stone Cold Steve Austin produces his own music. Like, Give me more. Throw <laughs> <laughs> it in an explosion. Put in a lion roaring. <laughs> <laughs> now, the glass smashing at the start. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. A lot of great sound effects in rest. And, mm. uh, I love the union coming out to... 
<laughs> what would you think is the ultimate sound effect to include at the start of a piece of wrestling music? Oh, that's easy. I know yeah. what I would choose. A cat going, It's the funniest noise you can make. You know what? A shame we don't have it. I've just ran my brain, and I think there was actually a wrestler who had something similar. Uh, Don Marie, who was originally at ECW, then WWE, her music started off with a like, like this weird like. It's like a cat shriek. dying. Like a very bass cat dying. Yeah. Oh. Um, I got goosebumps like a big nerd when Jim Johnson played the Undertaker's theme on piano. Cause, oh, it was beautiful. Oh, it was sad. Because it made me think about Undertaker being older now. Like, <laughs> He's old. Tell you what, you can bring him out to Saudi every year, but make the music softer each time, so it's kind of sad. <laughs> Imagine him coming out like to face Goldberg with... And then Goldberg can have a real like kind of sad like... <laughs> oh, you're really emotionally invested, like. I'm watching your dad fight another dad. He's <laughs> too old. No one wants that. <laughs> right, now, CFOs are obviously the, the people who have dealt with the bulk of music uh, recently. I'm sorry, I, I hate to do this to you, but oh, there's yeah. a very important thing I have to talk about oh, before please, we move please. on. Because it has a question oh. about music. In this documentary, they mentioned that Mankind was the first person to ever have entrance and exit music, which is like the coolest thing ever. And exit music is like just such a simple but fantastic idea to like add more depth to your story and your mm. character. So who else has had exit music? Like the, I racked my brain trying to think about this and the only examples I could think of was wrestlers who have like a slightly edited version of their music so like Undertaker used to have like a minute of him walking at the start of his music and then it would hit so then he would have it just hit his music so unlike in the GameCube game when you beat uh, someone as him you had to listen to a minute of someone walking oh. as he's like oh yeah Undertaker's won <laughs> so yeah I mean I would say uh, oh hashtags up there and there is free Wi-Fi. if anyone does actually know if there's any other outro themes because I'm sure in the very, very, very wide world we have now of, uh, of, of great indies who are using, like I love now that indies are using, using music like really, really effectively. So I would imagine someone else has to have done it because that is, you're right, it's such a great idea. Yeah, simple, cheap, easy to do. Yeah, also they mentioned this documentary, someone who we really need to point out, uh, which is Jimmy Hart. He wrote a lot of the real classic themes as well, like Shawn Michaels' theme. Oh, he wow. also wrote uh, Dusty Rhodes' Common Man Boogie. Really? That's such a banger. So he, he's written a lot of bangers. Uh, he, he's also kind of altered around like a lot of lyrics of popular songs. And like WCW, like when we in our DDP episode, his music, it was just like smells like teen spirits. Yes. But it doesn't really smell like teen spirits. <laughs> uh, CFOs though. I mean, I'm generally speaking, I like their music. I mean, hands up, straw poll here. Folks who like the CFOs, the, the modern themes in WWE, I say that's a, pretty much a full house there almost. Uh, so I went through and I'd look at some CFO stuff because someone had said to me, oh, a few of their themes are a little bit ripped off. So I've got a list here, a list of, of just five. Okay. And you can tell me, Joe, which one you think one of these is, is ripped off, okay? Finn Balor, Asuka, Nia Jax, Tommaso Ciampa, Tony Storm. Which of those themes do you think has been ripped off now? Oh, that's tricky. I don't think Nia Jax's would have been ripped off. Mm. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Finn Balor. Yeah. Well, you are correct. Finn Balor's theme 
was ripped off. And now I say ripped off, ripped off, as in like the main melody of it, or like the main hook, or the actual theme of the, the main bit throughout is, is used as the main bit. And not only that one, but also all four others. And actually, oh. this I did an extensive list. These are all the people whose themes, which are all great, have actually been taken from other popular music. Finn Balor, Asuka, Roderick Strong, Nia Jax, The Social Outcast, Tommaso Ciampa, Tony Storm, who ripped off the Power Rangers riff, <laughs> Ruby Riot, Bailey, Raw, two themes for Raw, Callisto, which is ripped off from Assassin's Creed 2. Oh my god. Sanity, the B Team, Johnny Gargano, Akira Tozawa, Adam Rose, the Viking War Raiders Experience Express. <laughs> Tyler Bate, TJ Porkins, Cameron. Cameron wrote her own music and it's ripped. Alexa Bliss, AJ Styles, Rusev, the NXT theme, Carmella, Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, and SmackDown. All of these have had their main theme to... These CFOs got off scot-free. Yeah, oh my God, that is shocking. Hard day at the office. What are you going to do? Listen to music you like and then make it. <laughs> now, what's better in your mind, Joe? to rip off some music, rip off some lyrics, or to maybe settle into the great WWE world of bad lyrics, or oh. shonky lyrics. Now we asked for some examples, and we got many, did we not? We did, we got absolutely tons. And I'm only gonna read out a few, because otherwise we'd be, we could be here all week. And there are other shows, I think, that wanna perform at some point, so we'll pick a few. Okay. So. The first one I'm gonna go with, this one's, I think, quite appropriate for children, which is surprising considering <laughs> who it's about. The lyrics go, the man called Sting, the man called Sting. He's a man called Sting. The man called Sting. He does this, he does that. What? He's big as bull and quick as a cat. Wow. I mean, we don't need to do how to sting now anymore. I'm pretty sure you've just got it I now know everything about sting. I mean, what, can, what is there more to say? He's a man called Sting. He does a little bit of this, he does a little bit of that. It's like, like something out of Dr. Zeus. <laughs> like in the, in the later years, we didn't give a shit anymore. Like, <laughs> that is, uh, that's an exceptionally poor lyric writing. I know, it's terrible. Would you like another? Please. Okay, this next one is, uh, is from Ass Man by Billy Gunn, or poor Billy Gunn. We, we've not done a how-to Billy Gunn, you know, uh, but this, this was a difficult one, I think, for you to reconcile with. I love to love him. I love to kick him. I love to shove him. I love to stick him. Love to flaunt him. I love to watch him. I love to pick him. And I'm gonna kick him. It's like bop it. <laughs> <laughs> love it, kick it, shove it, flick it, watch it, kick it, pick it. No, suck, it. suck it is what he did. Oh, right. his, <laughs> now, I have a question as well about a different part of the lyrics here, yep. which I didn't understand at all. And I was having to read these like, several times to try and get my head around it. They go, buns of glory, buns of steel. Your ass will give away the truth of how I feel. <laughs> you walk behind me, I feel the heat. That's why girls don't walk behind me down the street. What on earth is he talking about? Why so, on earth is he he's like admiring someone's ass? So why are they behind him? Right. So he, the thing about he's an all he's a, an ass man for all seasons. You know, he, he's, <laughs> he's an all encompassing ass man. He doesn't just love asses, like okay. he's saying there. That you know, I, I is he implying that he's going to get an erection? I just. But that's <laughs> what I'm confused about. What's the line again? Your ass will give away the truth of how I feel. Okay, so unless he's gonna go, dude, I love your ass really loudly, he can't help himself. 
But what also is about Billy Gunjo is that he himself has a very lovely ass. Oh, he's thinking about his own ass. Yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> my mind is blown. <laughs> Like that, that's, that's, that was his gimmick for a while. He became the villainous Mr. Ass. What a great gimmick. Are you, are you being serious? I, I am being deadly serious. <laughs> Did everyone know this but me? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's added a layer to Billy Gunn that you probably didn't think that uh, he had. I know? love him now. <laughs> so have you got any other examples of yeah, some yeah. Uh, poor lyrics for I've got, me? I've got a few more. Yeah. This one is Dead Man Walking. It's uh, for The Undertaker. <laughs> Nice guys, it said they always finish last, but badasses always kicking assholes ass. <laughs> now I feel it's really unfair, you've picked lots of examples from the second verse. And if the rest are still in the ring on the second verse, there's been some sort of technical difficulty. There's an issue of some sort has happened, like. I think we're gonna to have to, to move on swiftly, Joe, so we can we can make time for our uh, our, our, our plans. I've later. saved the best two till last though. Alright, gotta give them to me. Okay, then. really quick. This one's from Billy Kidman's theme. Oh, no. It's really scary. Keep acting tough, it's gonna to get creepy. All of a sudden you're starting to feel sleepy, but in these streets when you doze off, you wake up with your clothes off, feeling ashamed and so lost. He's talking about Kidman! <laughs> Is he talking about date rape? I, yes. I mean, God Almighty, Billy Kidman, you've okay. got some explaining to do. I know we got to move on, but this one's from Basic Thugonomics. I had to mention it because I referenced it earlier. This, this, is from, this was kind of a big part of why you said the theme has got some issues. It's yeah? really, really shocking, these lyrics. It's right at the very end of the extended version of this song. Streets unite, we rock under dumber beats. You cats couldn't come this hot if they jerked off in the summer heat. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Oh, I'm glad he's not on the new season of Total Bellas now. <laughs> I want to watch that. Like, <laughs> wow, how about that? That's interesting, because you know, John, John's a, a musical man, isn't he? You know, obviously, we talked about Bad Bad Man way back when we, when we did this episode, and that's kind of... Oh, Vince McMahon there. If you're a top guy in wrestling, that's a real big part of it. You've got to be able to do a bit of a song and dance. That was real prevalent in the 80s. Like we, I showed Joe like the Piledriver music video, yeah. you know, the, the original WWF wrestling albums. We heard a little bit of, you know, Roddy Piper on cocaine doing for everybody. <laughs> you said there was enough cocaine for everybody, Roddy, and it's all gone now. <laughs> um, but... You went on yourself then, you went to find, you know, wrestlers and musicians yeah. of your own volition, you found a few examples of, of top guys. I did. And I'm, top guy things. In an ideal world, I would play you examples of all of these because they're all great, but we haven't got time, so I'm just going to skip through them. But one of my favourites is SOS by Fozzy, which is Chris Jericho's band, and I genuinely think it's better than the ABBA original. I'm sorry, but I do. I genuinely do. It's a banger. Oh my God, someone's been drinking a little bit of bubbly. <laughs> we made it a whole right, hour. We're going home. Literally within a month, I was like, oh, that's so September 2000. <laughs> Any other kind of uh, big names in wrestling? Like, anyone's done episodes on? Yes, maybe? Bret Hart. Never a right time to say goodbye. I've been listening to this like yeah. 10 times a day at home. I cannot get enough of it. Have we got time to listen oh, to it? We can hear a little bit of Bret. We can hear a little bit of Bret. You can fade in and we can have a chat over a bit of Bret there. There he is. Now, 
You oh, that's Sin! <laughs> He's your boy now, right? I have such a crush on him. I what love him. Interesting. And this is so good. Oh, oh man. That's mm. triumphant. That's real. That's like the end of a Persona game or something. <laughs> like a real good ending, man. Now, Brett's not much of a singer, though, is he? No, he just talks <laughs> the whole song. <laughs> Crack it up a little bit. Let's hear, let's hear Brett talk. <laughs> He's saying there's never a right time to say goodbye. Yeah. Is he talking about his wife or one of his many mistresses? I think both. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I think he's talking about leaving his wife for his many mistresses. Oh, I see. Okay, that, that's interesting. You've, you've really grown to appreciate Brett, not just from I the episode, but since. Yeah, no, I really, I just love him. All right, this is the best thing ever about Joe, a little bit more about Brett. Like, the other night we were just, you know, watching something on TV. We're like, oh, let's watch a little YouTube video or whatever. And one of the recommended things came up was like, Bret Hart buries people for an hour. And Joe was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> He watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> it was great. And I agreed with like everything he said. <laughs> burying Triple H, burying, yeah. burying everyone. Burying like. Hulk Hogan. You have also prepared for us yes. the most cursed piece of music in the history of, of, of music. Of all music. Of all music. Okay. This is Wrestling with Girls by Jerry Lawler. Oh. I hate that the beat is this tight. <laughs> Wait till he sings. That's got blast processing and mode 7 graphics. What's he singing about, Joe? He's talking about using wrestling moves to have sex with women. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just because girls' heart is easier to rhyme. That's all. Yeah. That's the only reason why. Well, that's uh, harrowing. <laughs> now, we decided that we were both going to do a bit of a deep dive and listen to a bit of music that we thought was super duper awesome from a, from a wrestler. Uh, go for one album from one wrestler a piece. Sp share the load a little bit. Spit it out. Joe assigned me something. I assigned Joe something. Joe, what was your music album review assignment? So mine was Be A Man by Macho Man, Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, yes. And you know what? It was really good. I really enjoyed listening to his album. There he is. So Randy Savage, 2003, feeling kind of salty. I mean, were there any choice? I mean, Be A Man, Hogan, obviously sticks out quite oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Be A Man is great. I've got some lyrics here. They call you Hollywood. Don't make me laugh, because your movies and your acting skills are both trash. Your movies straight to video. The box office can't stand. While well, I got myself a feature role in Spider-Man. Amazing. Amazing. There's some heartfelt bits on that album. There's a really sad track right at the end. Track 14 is Perfect Friend, which is in memory of Mr. Perfect. Aww. Here are some lyrics. You were my perfect friend right there until the end. I'm forever missing you until we meet again. Can't explain this pain. Never felt like this. Mr. Perfect, don't you know that you'll be truly missed? Okay, who's chopping onions? <laughs> Who is chopping onions in here? Because I've got a tear. This is, seriously, when you read it out like that, it's not like, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think his voice 
Jesus may betray that. That's so sensitive. I God. Know. Oh man, poor Randy. It obviously meant a lot to him. And say what anyone can say what they will about his his, his resting album that he did. But that was produced by 50 Cent. That's pretty, I'm not making that up, seriously, it was. That's pretty impressive. Any other choice cuts from that uh, that album? Uh, there's quite a good one. Uh, Hit the Floor, which is track track four, featuring DJ Cool, spelled with a K. Oh, man. That's my DJ name. Aww. <laughs> I told you before that I'm a tear it up, and I'm going to tell you again, I'm about to kick some butt. So don't sleep, I'm constantly dropping the bomb. Like on your CD-ROM, it's machoman.com. <laughs> I don't know if Macho Man Randy Savage has ever been on a website, but they don't come on CD-ROMs. I mean, did they? No, they didn't. No, no they didn't. No, that's all right. Also, I went to visit machoman.com, just out of curiosity. Do we have a picture of what's, uh, of what's on there? Uh, opportunities for licensing. So if you ever want to, you know, license some merchandise of Macho Man Randy Savage, MachoMan.com is the place to go. I'm just saying my eyes have been drawn to the Macho Man glassware and barware. That would be <laughs> really lucrative, really, I quite like think about it. the activity books. <laughs> Kevin did an album review, and it's someone we're going to be doing an episode on next. It's Terry Funk. Hey! Can we see the beautiful artwork by illustrator Dan Swanton? Not, not this, not this. Yeah, this! So that's the next episode. And we will, of course, be after your thoughts, your feelings, match recommendations, promos as well, please. Stories from all stages of Terry Funk's life, from when he was middle-aged and crazy to when he was old-aged and crazy, <laughs> and everything in between. Uh, we're going to be talking about Terry Funk. I'm reading his book at the moment, and I've listened to his album. Uh, his album, Great Texan, which we'll have a little bit of a chat about now. Now, I think uh, uh, from Great Texan, we do have a little slice, a little hot cut. I can say that Great Texan was made in the late 70s, when Terry was in Japan, and it was also made very much on mind, I think, for Terry Funk to have his own anime, because this is like... Jojo Bizarre's Adventure with Terry Funk. Could you play uh, the, the opening track for us there, please? This is Great Texan, the title track. <laughs> hot jazz. It's too hot almost. It's like Persona. <laughs> the saxophones were getting too sassy. The music was getting too jazzy. Now, I had to stomach through all of Terry Funk's album, which I've got, I got to the bit in his book last night where he's like, I made that album and it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> Jimmy Hart had me sing a song called I Hate School. Of course I do, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> now, Terry Funk, Great Texan is, a, is, is an album in desperate search of a singer, and Terry Funk is not it. Uh, it's bass described as Vaporwave King of the Hill at times. And the, the, the lyrics are so confused, because this, this is from Great Texan, where he goes, Sometimes I feel so sad, because the people think that I'm mean, but I'm soft and sweet. And I'm a fighting machine! <laughs> and then there is, of course, the, uh, the, the, the track that I think a lot of people might be familiar with, which is Barbara Streisand's Nose. Which seems really mean. Yeah, uh, we were asking Google if Barbara Streisand was Jewish. And yeah. Yes, she is. So this one's not aged particularly Not well. a good look, Terry. And I was like, no, hang on a 
second, let me listen to the song because he's like, she had Barbara Streisand's nose. She had Brooke Shields' hair. You should have been there. He had Dolly Parton's chest. It was the best. <laughs> he had Liberace's smile. I thought, okay, this is all okay. Until literally the last slide was, she had Barbara Streisand's nose. It's ridiculous. You should have seen it. Like, all right, Terry, we, we, we got you there now. So, Yikes. Um, so there's, uh, there's Terry Funk in his... Uh, I wouldn't give it a recommendation. That's a that's a one star album. Uh, do not recommend. <laughs> do you give a star rating to Be a Man? Uh, three stars. Three stars. Okay, very good. It's a time for us to move in. You know, from the world of, of albums and mm -hmm. talk a little bit more instead about crossovers that we're we're desperate to see in wrestling. You've talked at length in, in previous episodes about how you feel wrestling and like you know, performance art of various types, like me uh, like musicals and dance need to kind of join together. Why is that? Oh, it just seems like a match made in heaven. I mean, wrestling is choreographed. It is basically dance. I'm sorry, but it is. That is dance. That's what dance is. And it comes that they come out to music and you can have choreographed entrance routines. And honestly, I think wrestling would be improved if they sang yeah. more. <laughs> so yeah, we decided to do a bit of a crossover between wrestling and musicals. Now, I will say like much as Joe was ignorant of wrestling before this podcast, before you know the last two years, I was completely ignorant of the world of musicals. And now I'm, de I'm definitely getting Sam Chapman to do a second Cinema Swirl musical special and a third and a fourth. Like, I'm obsessed right now. So we tried to find characters and situations and cross-reference yes. them with your master list of musicals. Yes. So what are we going to start off with, Joe? Well, first of all, I think it's worth saying that, I, this is my opinion, I think re every WrestleMania should start like the film Cats with wrestlers introducing themselves in song. Can you imagine how good that would be? Shawn Michaels coming out like Rum Tum Tugger doing all that sexy thrusting. That's a deep cut for Cats fans. And then Shane would be like, hi, um, um. Oh, and he'd get tired and sweaty, wouldn't he? He's the cat you feel sad for in cats. So we're trying to think of like, you know, wrestlers that would fit in like maybe Mary Poppins, for example, like the characters in Mary Poppins, who would fit well? We thought maybe Vince McMahon would be quite good as Mr. Banks. He's very like precise and likes things a certain way. And I think we got talking, didn't we? And we thought, no, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. He's so, the one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to present to you the first of our mini trio of musical pieces. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin as Mr. Banks in Mary Poppins. Oh. <laughs> I feel a surge of deep intoxication. Much as a king quoting 316 When I return from daily slog to beer and dog Bustass is the life I lead Dear, it's about the skullbuster What? I run my ranch precisely on schedule At 601 I raise a little hell My PA's due at 602 Stone Cold is the life I lead Joanna, she, she made these videos, she, she captured them and everything, and the lyrics are mostly all her work. So seriously, Joe, amazing. Thank you. 
you may not be thanking me later. <laughs> well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now, one of the best things about you learning about Bret Hart, Joe, yeah. is the fact that now we can talk liberally about things like the Montreal Screwjob yes. now, which is really fun in the morning. <laughs> but it also has enabled you to uh, try and fit Bret's life into other people's lives in the world of musicals. Well, originally I thought that Finn Balor would make the best Joseph from Joseph and the Amazing Technical Jinko because he's got abs and and Donny Osmond has abs. Yeah. So that and was that. And a winning smile as well. And a winning smile. Yeah. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, wait, Bret Hart comes from a big family, mostly sons. Father chose him as his favorite child. All the other brothers and sisters resented him, yeah. threw him in a pit, sold him to be a slave. He led a life of trials and tribulations. He's had a really tough time, just like Joseph. Okay. And so we have now poor, poor Bret Hart. Yes. From Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream Girl. And I have to stand for this one because I won't hit my notes otherwise. You gotta hit them high notes, baby. <clears throat> One day far from home, Vince McMahon found the evil crime. Brett is leaving soon, let's do him in, make us some dime. <laughs> so he called and made Brett Hart a deal. Let's take the belt, see how it makes him feel. Let us have the match in Montreal, close to your home. In a flash, Vince and Sean changed their plan. We need viewers, let's screw them if we can. Poor, poor Bret Hart, what you gonna do? Things are bad for you, Bret, what you gonna do? Poor, poor Bret Hart, what you gonna do? Things are bad for you, Bret, what you gonna do? Finally, Andrew Lloyd Webber makes it into the world of wrestling. <laughs> Long overdue, if you don't mind me saying. Now, last one was a very, very, very important one to pick, because this is from a, a musical very near and dear to your heart, Joe. Yes, it's a favourite of mine. It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. Glad to see we have fans in the audience. And we were thinking about this, we were like, you know, who would make good characters? We were thinking maybe Velveteen Dream would be a good Frank, Dr. Frankenfurter. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it work well? Only Lorcan could be Riff Raff. <laughs> in fact the entire time warp where brad and janet get into that room full of freaks and weirdos that's wrestling fans surrounding non-wrestling fans <laughs> so we have now i can make you a man from the rocky horror picture show as performed by vince mcmahon oh, oh. <laughs> a weakling Weighing 200 pounds. <laughs> we'll get egg on his face when pinned to the ground. But soon in the gym, with an extra strong chin, the sweat from his pores as he wins Bell Sunrise. We'll make him glisten. And 
clean. <laughs> I need massage and just a little bit of uh, steam. <laughs> he'll be strong, like in my dreams. Oh yeah, he'll be a big dog. high protein, and swallow raw eggs to help develop his shoulders, his chest, arms, and legs. Not much effort, quite frankly. Makes such a very strong man. And no matter what it takes, pal, oh yeah, I can make you romance. <laughs> Joe's like, I've got a great idea. Why don't we do a song with the one that has no musical cues that everyone loves? <laughs> oh my No goodness. pressure. So, Joe, we want to talk a little bit when we're finishing up here, a little bit about songs about wrestling, because yes. this is something you've discovered a treasure trove of in, in the last couple of weeks. And it's very nice to find out that wrestling is not just using music, it's going the other way as well. Wrestling yeah. is inspiring this whole new world. And I think it really shows, like, if it's penetrating the mainstream to the extent with which people are writing songs about it, I think that's just fantastic, that's so cool. So what are some examples of some particularly spicy, hot, juicy bits of music that you would recommend for folks? So first of all, I think this is one most people are familiar with, but I had to mention it just in case because it is an absolute banger, and if you've not heard it, you have to go away and listen to it right now. It's The Legend of Chavo Guerrero by The Mountain Goats. Oh yeah, that is a beautiful, it's Beautiful. Fantastic. Beautiful. And the video is full of actual wrestlers as well, like Joey Ryan's in it too, like awesome. as a wrestler. Is that, you did a whole album about wrestling? Yeah, a whole you? album about wrestling, yeah. That's unbelievable. So great, so we should probably tailor the next set of episodes about how to wrestling so you can find out more yes. about the backstory of that album so you can really listen to it like a proper fan. Exactly, thank you, yes. Uh, any other ones that you would recommend? Well, I came across a few. Uh, Lil B did a song about Kurt Angle, which, I mean, isn't for my ears, but uh, it's for some people's ears. <laughs> it's certainly a song. Uh, R.E.M. did one called The Man on the Moon. Oh, that's by Andy Kaufman, yeah. Yeah, which to me just sounds about like it's like about the, the moon conspiracy theory. About <laughs> uh, Andy Kaufman, his involvement in wrestling, he did a short movie with classy Freddie Blassie called My, My Breakfast with Freddie Blassie. That's what the line, uh, Mr. Fred Blassie in a breakfast mess means, because the two of them oh, getting a, a bit of a food fight in it. So, oh God, Andy Kaufman, there's an episode I cannot wait for that is going to be so goddamn fun he's been requested he has been officially yeah. yes i came across while i was doing this research someone called josiah williams who is such a talented young man i had to show a clip from one of he's the tracks he's done he gets wrestling entrance music and raps over the top about that wrestler so i've got a clip here to play this is about samoa joe this and it's awesome. just fantastic no, I'm Sorry, so this guy, what's his actual like, call name, his tagline? His, his name is Josiah Williams, yeah. and, but his channel is called Wrestle and Flow. 
He's got like a whole bunch of these. Oh guys. yeah, he does it for everyone. He's done one on Bailey. He's done one on Drew McIntyre. He's done Roman Reigns, John Cena. Like he's done everyone you could imagine in wrestling. He's gone. It's with. a bit of a power play doing a rap about John Cena over his yeah. music. <laughs> 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 barking at your door, John Cena. Man. It's amazing. Now uh, we're going to be finishing up here now shortly. And what first thing I want to say is. Thank you everyone so much for coming out and supporting us for a third year in a row. This is like an absolutely packed house. Hands up if you've traveled from outside of London to get here today. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Thank Round you. Round of applause for the commute. Well appreciated. <laughs> and have we got any backers here from Patreon by any chance here today? Hey, wow, we did. Again, Thank yeah. you so much. Our podcast, everything about this is us all supported exclusively from our folks through patreon.com slash howtowrestling. So thank you guys so much. If you ever feel like supporting us, throwing $5 our way, even though you're from the UK here today, <laughs> we can head over to patreon.com slash howtowrestling. There's over 60 bonus episodes now. You can request an episode, be incredibly lucky and get it turned into a live show episode <laughs> like this. But I want to thank as well for her tireless work in putting all of this together. Cause I think the last few years of shows, I've been so keen to want to reveal things to you that it's been like quite a, a scary experience for you. <laughs> and Joe's put together such a fabulous show and all your work on the videos and all that. Seriously, thank you so much, Joe. <laughs> I think I think what we need. I think what we need is a round of applause for Kevin's Vince McMahon impression. My voice held How up. is your voice? Yeah. Well done. Yeah, it, it was touch and go whether or not the AE show was going to get cancelled or not. Like, <laughs> just be Adam and Billy could take it. I'll take the night off or whatever like that. So, we've got a very special song to play us out. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Ash, if you got the song ready there to cue us to play us out, because all that's left for you is to maybe tell people who this is by. So, this is Vince McMahon, in honour of Kevin's Vince McMahon impression, by Hot Dad. It was really something special. Have a listen. <laughs> there he is. Well, on that note and on that big reveal of fabulous music, it's a goodbye from me, Kevin. And a goodbye from me, Joe. And we'll see you next time on How To Wrestling. See ya.